0: Good morning,
1: welcome to Monday, and thank you so much for joining us again today. Um, Our title today is Somatic Functional Therapy, which is SFT, we'll probably be saying that quite a bit today. And uh, we're gonna be talking about the best stress and pain treatment that you've never heard of, more than likely. And especially in this time of COVID, uh, I think it's a a really um, pertinent and helpful topic to have. So um, pain and stress relief programs have probably been around since nearly the beginning of time. However, the problems still plague most people around the world. The COVID-19 crisis has only added to the stress of all of us and then pain that people are experiencing. I am one of those individuals dealing with pain almost as long as I can remember. So while attending a health conference in January, where my guests were demonstrating the effects of somatic functional therapy, I was the first one to raise my hand to <laughs> be a recipient of the, of the treatment. So my pain is chronic, deep, sometimes intractable, and interacting with, within various uh, body parts or body areas. At best, I've been able to diminish the pain enough to tolerate it. So I was shocked at the level of relief that I received from about 5 to 10 minute, minutes of seemingly minor SFT treatment. So I am so happy to be able to share with you um, the people and the information that brought me some relief. So join, my, join me as I welcome my guests, Ramon Nunez, Ph.D., Alba Rodriguez, Ph.D., and Dr. Joseph Slikowski, a medical doctor. Um, They managed to find each other and blended their unique skills, and we're going to discuss all of this phenomenal therapy right now. So, Dr. Ramon Nunez, could you um, tell us just briefly about your background and, and then how you came to be, or how you came to found the somatic functional therapy?
2: Certainly, certainly. First of all, good morning and thank you. You're welcome. Um, Yes, as um, Lance did, I am the founder of Somatic Functional Therapy, uh, which is a a practice that I uh, formally developed in 1987. At the time, I was living in the real Midwest, Kansas City, uh, where I was doing a lot of teaching and practicing, um, and the result was that I was creating programs and curriculums for chiropractic students, uh, medical students, and whatnot. And uh, that's when SFT actually formally started. I uh, this was, as I said, 1987 and I stayed in the Midwest, uh, Kansas City, Topeka, Kansas, where I maintained a large practice, the Kansas Longevity Center, and that continued until 2001. Now, at that center, I was practicing traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, manipulation, somatic functional therapy. I was also lecturing and doing seminars and whatnot, but in In 2001, uh, I had decided to move to Michigan. I was going into semi-retirement because, quite frankly, SFT was not uh, developing. It wasn't being uh, recognized for what I thought it was. And so I went into semi-retirement with with the total intention of spending time in China. Mm -hmm. I had made a connection to teach, ironically enough, SFT in China. In the back of my mind, I thought, okay, well, if it's it, if I do it here in China and then somebody says, oh, this was developed in China, perhaps it will gain recognition. Mm-hmm.
3: But neither
2: here nor there. I'm, I'm in Michigan, and an opportunity presented itself uh, at the Henry Ford Health System, where they were opening a center for integrative medicine. And I was hired to help open that center and actually practice there for a couple of years, doing... Uh, acupuncture and doing somatic functional therapy. And at that center at Henry Ford Health System, uh, Dr. Alba Rodriguez was the co-director of the center. And she was responsible, among many things, for research. And she'll talk more about that. But um, what actually happened was that during the two years that I was there at Henry Ford, uh, we participated in a, shall we say, competition uh, for a research grant that we actually won, uh, which immediately caused me to become a researcher. <laughs> and that's where a lot of this work came from. You know, I, I looked at various practices, various types of techniques and modalities, having started back in the 70s, and always looked for that common denominator, you know, if all of these different practices, Reiki and acupuncture and chiropractic and whatnot, if they work, what is it about them, those practices that work, if and when they work? And this common denominator that kept coming up was this idea of the stress response. Now, I'm rather familiar with the stress response. I I grew up in New Jersey where I was first and foremost a martial art teacher that I continued to do, but I was also a police officer. And so dealing with stress was something I was rather used to. But for some reason, I kept coming back to that as being primary in the types of conditions that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, and and one thing that needs to be understood is, you know, I practiced in America, so therefore I was seeing American patients with all their American aches and pains, and, you know, nobody was coming in for disturbed chi. And so, (laughs) in trying to help these patients, uh, many of these patients had been to conventional facilities, treated and diagnosed by some of the best facilities, but the results weren't there.
1: Ramon? I think I'm going to uh, try and bring in the other two people, and then let's get back into this discussion, okay? So, Dr. Eldo Rodriguez, can you do the same? Just give us a brief overview of your uh, background and how you came to somatic functional therapy.
4: Absolutely, and it's so great to be on your show again, Leanne. Thank you for having
1: me. You're so welcome to be back.
4: Um, Yeah, so I was uh, just finishing up my uh, doctoral degree from the University of South Florida here in sunny Florida. I know some of you are are experiencing snow these days, but I was just finishing up my doctorate degree in uh, psychology with a focus in cognitive and neural sciences, and I had been studying uh, neurodegenerative disorders, treatments for neurodegenerative disorders. And um, I went to Michigan to work with Henry Port Health System uh, as a postdoctoral fellow, to um, continue in my research, but also to expand into integrative medicine, because I was very interested in doing things that could help people now, not, you know, 20 years from now where the animal studies actually got implemented, but now. And so um, I I had the great opportunity to be involved in um, developing and setting up the Center for Integrative Medicine there, which was one of the first uh, integrative medicine centers within a major healthcare system in Michigan. And um, because I'm a researcher and because I'm a scientist, my goal was to really see what is it that's working. Let's do some research and find out if what we're doing works and how it works. So I had set up health outcomes tracking systems to see how each and every person who came to the center was doing. Why were they there? Which turned out most people were there for pain and, you know, mm-hmm. those types of conditions. They would tried everything, you know, that their insurance cut were covered. This was a cash <laughs> practice, so they would come to us after they ran out of everything else. Right. Yep. So you can it's you true. can imagine we got a lot of people with chronic back pain and neck pain and headaches and you name it. We had it. So as I was tracking these outcomes, I'm looking at these data points and I'm saying, Hey, wait a minute. We've got one practitioner here who's seeing more patients than everybody else, and they're only coming to see them a few times because they're getting better. You know, they don't need mm-hmm. to come twenty or thirty times. They came three to five times. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in general. I went to him, and I said, hey, what are you doing here that's, you know, what are you doing different? And it mm-hmm. was Ramon. You know, if you, if you hadn't figured that out, it was Ramon. And he said, um, I said, is it the acupuncture? He said, oh, I do some acupuncture, but mostly I'm doing somatic functional therapy. So, well, what is that? And he explained to me, and, you know, how this was related to stress and the body and brain's response to stress and, you know, being a neuroscientist and psychologist, I said, Wow, that makes so much sense. You know, why isn't everybody doing this? He said, well, this is something I developed. And so we started there on a um, on a uh, journey of research. Like Ramon said, um, the, the uh, HMO there was looking for uh, projects that would create new care pathways within mm-hmm. the health system, and we competed for a grant. We were awarded a grant for a million dollars to create a new care pathway for chronic back pain. And so all the research started looking at chronic back pain. And, and it was, you know, it was exciting because we found that the somatic functional therapy was five times more effective than physical therapy for chronic back wow. pain. So physical therapy was only getting 25% out of, pe- of people out of pain, whereas somatic functional therapy was getting, bit, I'm sorry, uh, physical therapy only got 5% of people out of pain, whereas somatic functional therapy was getting 25% of people out of pain. And it was even better than. You know, this other treatment, which was everything that we had in the center, you know, like chiropractic Mm -hmm. acupuncture and neuromuscular therapy, everything combined. Mm -hmm. And so when we found those results, we said, wow, this is pretty amazing, but how can we make this program scalable? And that's when we started,
0: you know,
1: we took experience and made it scalable. Let's. so now we've got two research, uh, scientists basically, and they, I'm guessing, uh, in order to be able to, um, talk to the medical audience, uh, audience, the medical doctors, you needed a medical doctor. And I'm going to bet that's how our friend, Dr. Joe Slikowski came in, into this being. So, um, Dr. Slikowski, can you tell us, um, a little bit, uh, about your kind of just a brief overview and how you came to find, um, SFT.
3: Sure. Just uh, I've been training in SFT for seven years, and um, it all stemmed from, I say, early search uh, since um, medical school days. Um, you know, I got 99% of my medical boards, and everyone congratulated me. I said, I really don't know much <laughs> um, because healthcare is always evolving. And when it came to chronic pain... You know, by definition, if anything's chronic, we're still in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during my residency, I developed chronic back pain, and I would limp, be in agony. I got ulcer from uh, anti-inflammatories, and I kept saying to myself, uh, what's been the difference? And it was the chronic stress I was under. Uh, but I couldn't explain or no one could explain to me how this chronic stress led to my back pain, um, and as soon as I finished my residency, uh, I started feeling better. I'm like, hmm, and so since that time, I've been searching for uh, solutions to chronic pain, and this led me into integrative medicine, chiropractic, acupuncture, nutrition. I've started um, large integrative medicine practices, uh, but I was still there's a good subset of people that just I was not able to help. Um, Just from a nursing bent, I've treated thousands of nurses with back pain. I'm very nursing involved. I've taken a nursing internship, uh, assistant internship during medical school. Um, I've been medical director of large hospital systems. And uh, nursing uh, is uh, some... uh, A profession that I respect and the hardest things I've told nurses you can't go back to the floor your back pain is uh, just not getting better and I knew there had to be a solution Mm -hmm. and uh, I had read this research that Alba had talked about um, and uh, I went to Las Vegas to a wellness conference and lo lo and behold uh, they were there and As they were talking, I had an aha moment. I said, this is a missing link to the solution. What they were offering could be scalable to 100 million people that now suffer from chronic uh, pain in the United States, arthritis, back pain, fibromyalgia. Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: so I immediately, after the conference, flew out to Detroit and got trained in somatic functional therapy, which I've been incorporating in my practice ever since.
1: Wonderful. So, um, Ramon, could you tell us about the actual therapy? What is it that you honed? I know you you took a large number of things and you went to, what is the the common denominator here? And what did that end up being that that you're teaching? Well,
2: you know, I'm glad you said teaching because that's what SFT is. You know, I looked at all these different techniques and strategies, and look, we have to admit that except for essentially surgical repairs that require a level of expertise that, you know, I marvel at what a surgeon does. You know, when it comes to healing, you know, healing takes place inside of you. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's talk about that. Well, SFT is an educational therapeutic system. It is something that we teach you, in other words, what you can do to get well. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there are, people do not realize how they are expressing the stress response. You know, I mean, anyone will tell you, oh, when I'm stressed, uh, if I'm scared, you know, I, I scream or I yell or I run. Okay, that's very obvious, but what they don't realize is that they also express the stress response in their own pathology. Mm-hmm. And so what we have figured out, and I say we because, you know, Alba, Joe, and I have continuously study and research this, is, okay, there's a mechanism here via the stress response that is leading not just to chronic pain, but as Joe said, chronic fatigue, chronic disease, diabetes, mm-hmm. hypertension, the list is endless. Yep. Uh, and we figured out how to teach someone what they can do to get what we have witnessed as immediate results. Mm -hmm. Not results three weeks, four weeks, six months from now. Yeah, if you do this, A, B, C, D, you'll... No, 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 no. If the problem is happening now, let's address it now. And if we can impact it now, then we're doing something. Mm -hmm. And then we teach you how to do it, how to maintain it, how to prevent problems in the future. And once you learn it, you own it. That's what we do with SFT.
1: Yeah. So this is where my story kind of comes in, is that um, I was born with some birth defects. And so pretty much my entire life has involved pain of one sort, kind of another. And that becomes like habit that my body starts to say, this is normal. And so when you started to talk about, you asked me if I believed my body couldn't heal. I think I said something about some of the damage that I've had over the years has been permanent. And you asked me if 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 that was if I believed that was true. And I have to admit that I've done a lot of things that have improved it tremendously, but kind of still back in that little core, you know, infant brain is that this is it, this is my life, and this is the way it's going to be until it gets worse. So I know you're encountering people like me, and uh, do you want to talk about it, or do you want Alba to talk about it, um, yeah, kind of what you like do? Jump in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can I can certainly talk about it. You know, it com- it comes down to this. If you present yourself to me with whatever it is, pain or what have you, and I give you a reasonable explanation for why you may be experiencing that pain, and it makes sense to you. And then I perform and teach you certain protocols or movements or what have you to impact that pain, and you get an immediate response. What are you left with? You have to go, oh, well, okay, then, maybe there's something to this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we continue to teach people. So, you know, we developed an educational program that we have researched extensively uh, that we presented to Fortune 500 companies, to healthcare systems and whatnot, to everyday patients, everything from, you know, everyday workers out there to senior citizen groups to healthcare professionals. And it was all education. And they produce outcomes that... I dare put up against anybody.
4: Mm -hmm. And and I'll jump in, because the interesting thing is we did 10 years of research, you know, through Henry Ford Health System for people like uh, Chrysler, Dow Chemical, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, our own hospital in uh, Henry Ford Health System. And what we found in those 10 years of of research is that if you look at the people that were coming into these programs, they had, on average, more than five uh, chronic pain conditions per person. Mm-hmm. And these aren't people that just started getting, a, you know, I got a little bit of ache in my knee. No, these are people that, in some of these pains, they had for decades. And they've right. had, some of them, multiple rounds of physical therapy, multiple surgeries, you know, you name it. They ran the gamut. So those are the same kind of people, just like you, Leanne, where most of those people are thinking, you know, this is as good as it's going to get, and it's probably going to get worse. But mm-hmm. what we found in those 10 years of research is that, Um, up to um, nearly 40% of chronic pain conditions were completely resolved. I don't mean, oh, they're a little better. I'm like, they're telling us I've got zero pain. I hang out at zero. That's where I am. That's my new normal now. Not, oh, my normal is, like you were saying, you get used to the eight pain, right? So, I mean, we hang out at zero. And what we also found is they had at least one other stress-related condition, like, you know, high blood pressure or diabetes or insomnia, all of these things. And the research also showed that not only did 40% of those chronic pain conditions resolve, 80%, almost, almost 80% improved significantly. And all those stress-related conditions, about 50% of those improved. So people were able to get off of there. You know, diabetes meds, obviously, in in consultation with their doctors. They were able to reduce their blood pressure meds. It was just, it was really amazing to behold. And it was a wonderful experience to get to be involved in that because you see how people can really learn what they need to do to kind of change their life around. Right. And, you know, that was uh, 10 years with uh, t- more than 2,400 patients in the research, um, over 28 group programs. And these were conducted as, like Ramona said, educational Programs. Mm-hmm. So these people learned in group settings and also online
1: what they could do. So even though they were unique in their own specific situation, they could all still gain from what you were teaching.
4: Absolutely, and because we had all these people in, in, taking these programs in the same group, so the guy with the headache mm-hmm. and the woman with the fibromyalgia and the um, you know Medicare uh, patient with the um, diabetes. We're all in the same program, and they all were
1: able to because we are addressing what Ramon said is that root cause of the pain okay. and of the stress-related conditions. So, Ro- Joe, um, tell me your actual experience. So, you went to Las Vegas, you listened to these people. You said the light bulb went off for you, and then what actually physically happened for you?
3: Well, he just um, again I. Uh, Run an urgent care practice, and people come in with pain all the time and uh, once I learned it, I was able um, I started you know incorporating it within a fifteen minute uh, visit because uh, this uh, educating patients uh, with it is um, you know I say Ramon has taken something very complex sort of like Albert Einstein, and made it simple, mm, which is right. like E equals MC squared. So I had a right. first you know, patient, and I went uh, what I call something seemingly impossible possible. I had an eight year old um, woman who came in with literally hives the size of baseballs all over her body.
1: Oh, my gosh. And, she,
3: and I was like, I've never seen anything like it. And she was with her niece, and, uh, you know, typical thing for highs is stress. And I said to her, you know, what's going on? What kind of stress is, oh, doctor, I'm in so much pain. And she always called frozen shoulders. Neither neither shoulder could be moved more than, uh, uh, you know, 30 degrees. Wow. And I said, how long have you been living this? Six months. And I'm like, okay. So I had my somatics and I was still early on. I said, Hmm. And I explained to the uh, p- uh, patients in general, said somatics. I s- said, "You have six hundred forty voluntary muscles in your body, and that by definition means you should be able to contract or relax them." And f- her frozen shoulder was involuntary contraction of her latissimus muscles, muscles underneath her shoulder blade. And uh, uh, I was able to perform. It's really a biofeedback. I was able to get her brain. I put her on her side and get her brain with some simple motions uh, to uh, understand or uh, realize that that latissimus muscle was in contraction. And uh, as soon as she get off the table, I do. I teach her on both sides, and I said, "Let's just see how you're doing." Again, this was early on. I was like, "Okay, let's just see what happens." she raises both shoulders above her, uh, arms above her head and free.
1: <laughs> and your, and like, your mouth was hanging open too.
3: I, I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then the niece goes, looks doctor, her hives are gone. Oh my gosh. I was like, and I have this uh, email, you know, from the niece, I have everything documented and I sent this to colleagues, to medical societies, everyone said, look at this. I said, um, you know, we, this should be incorporated and gotten into healthcare. And they're like, well, that's nice, but we're too busy. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. uh, but this got me, uh, you know, this has happened hundreds and thousands of times over the last seven years. Um, so these cases, which it's not miraculous. It was based on science. It was based on our stress response has it is expressed through muscle contraction and that leads to a whole host of uh problems mm-hmm. um so uh again this opportunity to talk about it you know nurses under tremendous stress i'm sure they come back after uh shifts taking care of covid patients with just unbelievable amount of uh you know, tension and all the things that stress, uh, causes in somatic functional therapies uh, is able to, uh, correct that, you know, uh, stress response that creates all these, uh, various medical problems.
1: This is a perfect place to take a little break, and I think I'd like to do that right now. So um, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And we are talking today about somatic functional therapy, which is called SFT, and it is the best stress and pain treatment you've never heard of. My guests today are Dr. Ramon Nunes, Uh, Alba Rodriguez, a Ph.D., and also uh, Dr. Joseph Slikowski is a medical doctor. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: Surprise you.
0: WomenInHealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, community and a focus on self the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers they use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity 80 percent of the healthcare workforce is female with nurses a massive majority of that percentage but less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual Leadership Summit on October twenty second, 2020. womeninhealthcare.org to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare.
2: Search Voice America at
0: your favorite app store. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
4: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse.
1: Thank you for joining us again after the break. And this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse exploring the world of nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and today we're talking about somatic functional therapy, uh, the best stress and pain treatment you've never heard of. So my guests today are... uh, uh, Ramón Núñez, who is a PhD in research, and also Alba Rodríguez, also a PhD in doing research, and uh, a medical doctor, jo- Dr. Joseph Slikowski. Um, Alba, before we went on break, I intended to give you an opportunity to give the website, and uh, I know that there are some webinars on there, so could you give that out now? Absolutely. Um,
4: the website is Somatic Functional. Therapy and I'll spell that just so everybody gets that. That's S is in Sam O M A T I C somatic functional as in function L, you know, F-U-N-C-T-I-O-N-A-L
1: therapy.com. Okay, that's great. And then while you were all talking, one of the things that came to my mind is uh, medications. And, you know, we all know that there's been such an incredible opioid crisis pushed by pharma, pushed by lots of different things, including some completely erroneous ideas about pain. So, uh, Ramon, could you talk a little bit about why this works better than the drugs? Okay
2: works better than the drugs there is no one on the planet that has pain because they are deficient in drugs okay there's no test that you can take that's gonna say oh you're you know your heroin levels are low no, no pain obviously is a phenomenon that occurs in the body for a lot of reasons but it's the body that produces that pain and so you know I try to understand okay so how my body producing that pain? I mean, any of us have woke, you know, gotten up one morning and realized, oh, my neck hurts. Oh, well, I must have slept wrong. What do you mean you slept wrong? No, there is pain there. What is causing that pain? And try to understand it. I have never, ever, and I've treated tens of thousands of patients, had a patient come to me in pain whose body was not in habitual states of contraction. In other words, Mm -hmm. muscle spasms,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: habituated muscle spasms. And what that leads to is this epidemic of chronic pain, you know, but it's how we express our state of being in that stress response. You know, there's no one who who can tell you, oh, you know, I'm not stressed, but I've got all these major muscle spasms. That Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. There's a reason why it happens. We have figured it out, and we have figured it out how it impacts the majority of chronic disease. Mm -hmm. And we figured out how to teach you to regain control over that. So then, you know, Mm -hmm. if you don't need pain medicine, why would you take pain medicine? You know, and this is what we tell people all the time. I, I don't think anybody chooses to get addicted. Right. But if you give them no other choice, no other alternative, you know, many people blame the physician. Oh, it's Joe's fault. He's the physician. But he (laughs) was taught that if it's real pain, the opiates aren't addictive. Right. Okay, we know better now.
1: Well, the thing is, we bought that. We actually believed that. (laughs) Yes, we did. And
2: And yet, we now know it's now been proven that that was wrong. Okay, so let's look at what works. We have something that
4: works. um, Really significant, specifically related to that point, is in Massachusetts where where Joe practices, they send out notices to all the doctors of what's your opioid prescribing compared to the opioid prescribing of all the other doctors in Massachusetts. And his was way at the bottom. He he prescribed fewer opiates than 95% of the doctors. But then when you look at his satisfaction rates. He was way at the top. So those patients would rather have pain relief than the drugs. You know, patients in chronic pain are not looking for drugs. They're not drug seekers. They're relief seekers. So when you can provide that relief, as Joe is able to do in his practice, you don't have to give them the opioids and they're happier and healthier and they don't get addicted and they don't die from an overdose and it's just a win-win situation for everyone.
1: Exactly. So Joe adds yeah yeah go ahead and add something to this from from that concept of being a medical doctor where people are coming in and say, "Give me something
3: Well, this is you know uh, providers right they're now being taught to cut down on your opioids right that's you know and I, patients. They're being told, I'm not going to give you any opioids. Well, what's, then what's the alternative? What else do you have? And I uh, am a clinical preceptor for nurse practitioners for various programs throughout the uh, Boston area. And I'm start teaching them there is an alternative. You can incorporate somatic functional therapy easily within a practice and within a 15 minute visit. And again, you're not fixing these people, you're starting to educate them with what to do at home. These are very basic routines, uh, you know, three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. Uh, some, uh, that, that's what they have to do. And I've, you know, uh, um, this is a... This is what else do you do? And that's why um, not only my opioids are down, I just don't need to use it. And people leave... I have just so many emails from patients that are, you know, grateful. And um, like Alba says, they're not uh, drug seekers. They're relief seekers. And this mm-hmm. should be, be able to be, you know, nurses should be able to learn how to do this both for themselves but then incorporate it for the patients. Um, and this is what we're trying to do.
1: hmm so um, do you still do the, um, Alba talked to me, I, I kept talking about exercise, I can't stand exercise. So she told me to think of it as a meditation. Um, so that, that has helped. Um, are you still doing these um, therapies or these meditations? You mentioned three, three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night.
3: Well, I do them every morning, every night. Myself, personally, I said I had, you know, chronic pain. I did try other things, chiropractic, acupuncture, which did help. But I was at a place where it, I was, you know, not getting uh, back to 100%. And, again, so many lectures I go to, Harvard, they just talk about crane management. You know, what, who wants to manage their pain? They want to get it resolved as much as possible, And, again, it is doable because it's how the body works. We hold this stress in us. Muscle tension creates pain. It creates inflammation. Again, our muscles are the largest endocrine organ in the body. They create something called cytokines and myokines. And uh, this is research done in uh, Denmark. And doctors don't understand this. Guess what COVID is? It's an inflammatory problem. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so reduce inflammation in the body is going to help so many other medical stress-related conditions. And research is not done there, but why are some people doing better than others? Is it because some are stressed out more than others? It's possible.
1: Hmm. Ramon, would you pick up on that where he was just talking about um, that COVID is uh, – in effect, uh, an inflammational disease. And so, not just the stresses that people are experiencing around the um, COVID uh, crisis, but the actual COVID-19 could be treated with SFT? You
2: know, when we say treated with SFT, if we look at COVID, if we look at SARS, if we look at any systemic condition, especially the serious level condition. This is an assault on the entire organism. Mm -hmm. This is not, oh, well, I've got a headache and I've got COVID-19. This is an assault on the entire organism. Now, how much energy is required to accomplish a successful resolution of this condition? We don't know. It's so much energy. Well, if you're using your energy... In other ways, so you're using your energy habitually by keeping your back muscles in a state of contraction, your shoulders in contraction. You're using your energy by not taking care of yourself. Then when it, then when you're under assault by something like COVID, where are your reserves? Where is the energy required to solve that problem? You know, part well, of that process is this inflammatory state that occurs in the body, but that's the result of the body trying to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it's uncontrolled is the problem. Okay, well, mm-hmm. what if there's a way to bring more of that under your conscious control? Then
1: that is really good. Can impact um, any condition. Elba, can you pick that up and and say from like the nurses, um, uh, Joe has been doing a great job of bringing in nursing, and, and of course it's all healthcare. care. Um, but uh, the nurses are so stressed, and right now that stress is almost what's holding them up. So when this is all over, they're going to start having all kinds of, of other uh, physical problems and including uh, mental health issues, et cetera. So, what are your thoughts? What do they need to know now as they're in this stressed situation that could help them uh, as they go through this?
4: Uh, yeah, and, you know, the nurses on the front lines are stressed to the max, but also the nurses who are home because they've been furloughed are stressed because they right. want to be out there helping. But they're sitting at home and they're afraid for their families. So, what can they do to one uh, impact any problems they're already having? Nurses are on their feet all day, so their feet hurt. Their backs hurt from lifting patients. Um, Joe can tell us later about, uh, for example, a nurse he had with that problem. But they're they're already suffering some of the issues. They're having problems sleeping. They're they're maybe depressed. Some of these things are already starting to show up. But like you said, when this crisis is over. You know, or when it's, they're not in that high stress, they're still going to have the after effects. So how mm-hmm. do you impact that? And that's, that's what we, work, what we teach in all of these programs is how can you start right now addressing that pain? How can you start addressing that stress, the sleeplessness? What can you do starting now and continuing? Because what we found in, you know, the, with thousands of people who have been through these programs is they learn what to do starting today. So they do it today. They feel better today. They sleep better tonight. They wake up feeling better tomorrow. And we get immediate results. Like people start noticing the differences the first day, and by the first week, almost everybody says they're sleeping better. So those are all things that you can learn starting now. And one of the things that we're doing right now is we're offering a free webinar for nurses so that they can start learning today, well, when this webinar airs, (laughs) (laughs) shortly, what what they can do to start experiencing that um, regaining control of their bodies and regaining control of that stress response.
1: So, give the how do they find this webinar? Sure, they can go right to our website, somaticfunctionaltherapy.com. dot com. And
4: um, there's a page on there called webinars, and they can go in there, they can read more about webinars, they can register right there. It'll give them an option to choose uh, from a couple different times. And if one of those times doesn't work for you, don't worry about it. Just choose the option, none of these times works for you, and we'll let you know when there's other free webinars available. But again, at somaticfunctionaltherapy.com,
1: under the webinars tab, uh, they can sign up right there. Great. And Joe, I want you to pick this up. So you have treated nurses in this type of a situation. Um, how do they present to you? And then you're telling them to try this three minutes at night and three minutes in the morning. And then what happens?
3: Well, um, again, recent case was a uh, ICU nurse was, uh, this is before COVID though, uh, was treating a 400-pound patient one-on-one, and she worked three shifts in a row. And um, by the time she came in, uh, she was in agony. You know, she describes 10 out of 10 pain. Uh, She looked like her back was a pretzel, like twisted, uh, tense muscle spasm. And... um, I. talked to her about somatics, the sort of the the science behind it. I showed her uh, routines, what to do, and uh, I said, come back in a couple days. And again, I don't promise anyone, you know, everyone responds differently, Mm -hmm. but two days later, she comes back and says, I'm ready to go back to work. (laughs) And again, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it, um, given how bad she was. And again, what was happening is from the stress of working long shifts, taking care of this uh, uh, patient that acquired, you know, heavy manual um, uh, work, uh, her muscles, back muscles were intense spasm. Her brain is capable of relaxing those muscles. Somatic functional therapy, again, it's it sort of biofeedback. I'll call it targeted mindfulness, right, or... She was able to get those muscles out of spasm, and it happened quicker than I ever anticipated. But this mm-hmm. is what's possible.
1: So then, when it, she goes back um, to work, does she uh, re-I don't want to say injure, but reinstitute the same body mechanics that she was using before that got her into trouble, or is she able to no. continue um, relaxing those muscles?
3: Right. It didn't cure her. She needs to, again, we all develop muscle tension throughout the day. And so uh, she's able to release that at night. And, uh, again, if your muscles is more relaxed at night, they feel better in the morning. Why do people with back pain feel worse in the morning? Well, those muscles that were in contraction never, uh, uh, habituated contraction, never go to sleep. They actually contract more. And hmm. so, this is something I tell. This is something that should be a, a, lifelong, a lifetime um, uh, something you should do. Um, again, there are techniques during the day that is taught that how to uh, even prevent. Uh, it's more than just ergonomics. It's how to minimize muscle contraction. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a, a system. And it's a way of learning. It's teachable. That's why this is accessible to the 100 million people in the U.S. that have pain. And, um, as you would talk to any nurse, uh, in the hospital, it's, you know, uh, just epidemic. Um, and this is something that, you know, truly, if they were to go to webinar, uh, and start learning, uh, it, It could be so helpful for them. And that's my hope with uh, speaking with you that they become aware of it and take advantage of it.
1: Me too. So, Ramon, um, how mad is pharma at you at this point? Do they know about you yet? Are you still kind of under the radar?
2: Some of them, absolutely some of them do. We've applied for research grants through various uh, pharma companies. You know. And there's a part of me that says, look, you know, pharma is not out to do anything other than obviously make a profit, but also they're trying to provide some type of good product. But they're doing it based on an incomplete understanding of the science of pain.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that in and of itself guarantees that they're not going to be able to develop an appropriate product. They don't fully understand. You know, when you, have, when you see someone who is in absolute agony, and we have all seen people like that, and at times we may have been people like that, and then you see them experience uh, an SFT lesson that could take sometimes 60 seconds. And in 60 seconds, they go from a level 10 pain, and we have seen this, to a level zero. You have to believe, okay, there's something about the mechanism of pain that we're not understanding because that shouldn't have happened. And yet, Mm -hmm. you know, I marvel at when I would read the PDR and I would try to understand a particular drug, I would read mechanism of action unknown. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's
2: stuck out, but the yeah. other thing that stuck out to me was so many drugs had as a side effect low back pain, and I'm going, huh? Then think yeah. if we re you know reverse engineer this and try to figure out what's the connection here? But, but nobody's doing that. Well, I did that with all these different therapies and modalities, and I believe we figured it out.
1: We, we have about five minutes left. It seems hard to believe, but we're coming to the end. So is there just one thing that you really want people to retain from this? If there's just one thing you can tell the healthcare pro- uh, providers in the world, what would it be in a what minute?
2: I would say, to them, okay, we were all born, and they cut the umbilical cord, and what did they leave behind? The instruction manual. <laughs> okay, so we're left to stumble our way through trying to figure it out and so what happens we're then left to go to physicians who are also incompletely trained to try mm-hmm. to deal with our problems and the physician unfortunately is not there to teach us although that's what they're supposed to be doing right. doctor from doctora from the Latin word doctor they're supposed to be teachers of the way of health So teach us. They're not able to because they don't learn that we
1: are. Um, Alba, can you, uh, in about a minute, tell us what's one thing you really want everyone to take away from this? That they don't
4: have to be at the mercy of their stressors. You don't have to be in that same pattern of, oh, no, there's stress in my life, so... I know I'm not going to sleep, and I know I'm going to be in pain, and I know this is going to happen and that's going to happen, you can intervene with that. So you may not be able to change the stressors around you, but you can change how your body reacts to those stressors so that it adapts successfully. So if you want to learn about that, please come and be on our webinar with us. We'll start teaching you, and um, we'll give you some demonstrations. You'll participate. You'll experience the immediate results, and we'd love to have you.
1: Okay, Joe, you've got one minute.
3: Um, I think understanding that this voluntary skeletal muscular system is the largest organ in the body, and right now, uh, medicine does not understand how to keep that system. Um, I say running in neutral when we're. How do we get? From a stressor, like we would if you're a zebra, lion comes after you, you run away, and then as soon as the lion's out of uh, sight and danger's gone, whew, relax and start eating grass. You yeah. forgot how to do that. Yeah. How can you possibly do that if you're a nurse with a COVID patient, you go through a 12 hour shift that goes to 18, then you have to go back the next day?
1: Right. You're exactly. able
3: to do that. The brain, body, a connection is able to do that, and it needs to be out there.
1: Thank you all so very, very much for being on today. I just think this has been tremendously helpful. I know that, that the meditations that I was taught and I've been doing uh, have been tremendously helpful. Um, the thing that most amazes me is that when I do them at night, right before I'm falling asleep, I sleep anywhere up to 8 to 10 hours. I don't ever sleep like that. So, that's one of the things that has been most um, uh, uh, impactful for me. So, um, I just want to close out by thanking you and by telling you that, or telling everyone that this has been, um, uh, we've been talking about somatic functional therapy, the best stress and pain treatment you've never heard of. My guests are uh, Dr. Ramon Nunes, Dr. Alba Rodriguez and Dr. Joseph Slikowski, and I hope that each of you will take a look at this and think about maybe it's not out there to um, cure your problems, but there's something within you that you can use to um, uh, diminish your pain. So, thank you. This has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. This is Leanne Meyer. Tune
0: in again next Monday. (music)